0: Hey, hey, and welcome to a new episode. I am Dagny. And I'm Damali. And in this episode, we want to discuss with you gender. Okay, now before you start rolling your eyes, okay. Mm-hmm. We want to broaden the scope on the conversation about gender constructs, gender, fluidity, and how we express ourselves, accept ourselves and hold space for others. So as a disclaimer, before we go into the conversation, we, Damali and I are not here to try to indoctrinate anybody or force anything on anybody. If you've been listening to all of our episodes or some of them, or if this is your first time. <laughs> we're very much into wanting you to think for yourself, wanting to introduce you to different perspectives, analyze and dissect them, and see whether maybe you might pick up some gems that you can implement with your own experiences and perspectives. All right. So, this, we want this, always want this to be a safe space. So, if, <laughs> if for you, any sort of conversation that tries to broaden, the boundaries about gender. If that triggers you, this may not be an episode for you. If it doesn't, then we can continue. Uh Okay. All right. So to start, uh, let's first lay the foundation when it comes to definitions. So we're all on the same page, right? So Damali, why don't you start and- share in terms of what you found the definition so that we understand the difference or distinction between gender and sex yes
1: okay so with the definition that i got um sex is our physical characteristics at birth so uh w- whether you're a female or a male that is what sex is you your how you look physically is what is what sex is. Gender is more about the social constructs. It's what we identify as uh, societal roles, expressions. Um, It's basically our behaviors and identities. Right. So it's more of how what society says that this is how, you know, girls should like pink and girls should wear dresses and boys should like uh, Cars and they should wear, you know, suits, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like the main difference. Uh, We made sure to look it up so we make sure we have the proper difference there. So, uh, yeah, so sex is the thing that you, that's how you look like. And then gender is more of your behavior and what you enjoy doing or like doing or
0: uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then with that, that then takes us to how gender has been defined. Yes, and whether we actually resonate with that. Right? Mm-hmm. So we can right. start which part of that would you like to start with?
1: Should we start with first, all right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um okay, well, first okay, so sex-wise I'm a female and Dagny is a female, right? For example. Um and gender is more of the things that we like. Um apparently I think what was it? Uh, there was uh, someone that I think in 1955, 1945 is when they started talking about this distinction between sex and gender. Um, I suppose that we could first start off since the we can take the sex part out of the way because we both identify as females. Right. Mm-hmm. I think we could start with the gender thing and um, the fluidity of gender and mm-hmm. whether we match with the I guess the definition that society kind of gives to people um, or not.
0: Okay. So in terms of how we see society is defining gender, and yeah. as always, I feel there's always layers of nuances to this when it comes to culture and race and ethnicity, because a lot of what I've noted, a lot of rhetoric about gender kind of doesn't always include Black women or exclude Black women, which we are. So, the notion yes. that, well, the gender definition for women, where, okay, if you're a girl, you should like pink. If you're a woman, mm-hmm. your priorities should be your looks, being appealing to the certain gaze, um, yes. wanting to only be married with children, needing to always be receiving soft and don't know anything. Uh, mm-hmm needing to not be able to make decisions for yourself, needing to be quote unquote submissive at all times. uh, And then at the same time, then being blamed when things go wrong. So- Yes, scapegoat. Yes, in a nutshell, those are the types of things that as a woman, gender identity is supposed, these are the traits you're supposed to be implementing, embodying, Mm -hmm. acting as. So Damali, I'm gonna ask you to share first. Yes. Mm. In terms of- (laughs) my first dip. (laughs) Indeed, conforming to gender Mm. as a woman growing up, because I think as kids, it's not as much of a big deal because we're all playing around on the playground. We're all reading the same books. It's not like, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, we're all just kids, but yeah, you're a boy, you're a girl, whatever. I think later on, maybe depending on your development, maybe adolescence, teen years, and then moving on, there's a bit Mm -hmm. more of exploration of how do I want to express myself? And what messages am I receiving as to what is acceptable, what is loved, what is valued, and what is seen as a reason to exclude me or mock me or disrespect me, right? So in that framework, how has your experience been in terms of identifying how to express yourself as a woman in a way that aligns or resonates with you? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. I definitely think that, yeah, when you're a child, I think. Yeah, child, teenager years, uh, maybe wasn't as, um, I didn't know so much about the whole sex and gender thing as much as I do now. But I do know for, well, for the first thing, my favorite color is not pink. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Um, my favorite color is actually blue, but apparently I'm not supposed to like that because I'm a girl because if you go into girls like blue and then it, uh, what was it? Yeah, guys like blue, girls like pink. So, yeah, so that was the one that was the first thing that I, I knew that I was different. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Half kidding. But, you know, but yeah, so I like blue. Um, I think I was kind of like a tomboyish um, as like a child. In some ways, I still am, I think. Um, uh, d- there are different things that make me think about that. I, I know there was a time where I didn't really like wearing dresses. Like I didn't like wearing dresses. I didn't like the color pink. I thought it was too girly and I thought it was like, uh, pink. Why don't anyone like pink? Um, I, uh, I, I didn't mind being like, like, I, I, I didn't mind playing sports boys and things like that. I had fun with things like that. Um, you know, if I, I prided myself in being like, oh, I'm the fastest runner kind of thing. I'm, I can run the fastest. If we're playing a game and it's like girls against the boys am the last one, I'm like, oh, I'm going to win, you know, things like that. Um, and then even as I got older and, and realized, oh, boys, oh, girls kind of thing, I, I kind of, uh still kind of kept that kind of i guess slight tomboyish thing like uh, i could it's always like i guess i could dress more girly quote unquote but i was always kind of like uh, i don't really feel like it you know kind of thing um i think also with um uh what's it called uh, uh yeah i just kind of like my, my uh, i i don't i always felt kind of am i being too it's always this thing like, am I girly enough or am I acting the certain way I'm supposed to act and things like that. Um, even like the marriage thing, I know a lot of times girls, like when they're younger, they're already wondering, oh, I wonder who who my Prince Charming will be, who will I marry and things like that. That kind of thing didn't really happen for me. I was kind of just like, oh, I guess you just get married have kids, okay. Like it was never like, I didn't make like a Pinterest board or anything like that about, oh, marriage. It kind of was just, you know, an after, kind of afterthought, thought. Um, and also, uh i guess even with like uh, certain things you're supposed to do like when you go like on a date or thing and like the guy's supposed to pay that felt weird for me i was like no you pay half and i pay half. why are you you know things like that um i, I and I'm, i like doing things like myself like if i can do it myself i'll do it i don't have to ask like you know kind of thing um and then, or even like makeup. I remember for a time I, I didn't really like makeup and I thought that I was, this is when I was younger, I get it now, but I'm like, I didn't want to wear makeup. I thought that makeup was like something fake, like people trying to make themselves look fake. And I didn't, I didn't like the idea of it. Um, and obviously that's not, you know, that's not true, but as I got, even when I, as I've gotten older, I find things like makeup to be like tedious and like, I'll only wear it if I have to, you know, um, I don't really know, like, um as an older person i I don't really know that much about how makeup works and all of that i recently learned new things about makeup things like that and with the gender roles apparently you're supposed to you know um and then also certain times in my life i felt like i did try to act more quote unquote girly or try to act a little bit like other girls but it always felt it didn't fit right like trying oh i should wear high heels more or i'm supposed to you know do this certain thing or look the certain way or oh i'll wear makeup or you know things like that um and then or even seeing like other other girls who are like dressed up really nicely with their dresses and their nails and they, i know they're not perfect but they seem perfect right their makeup's always done their hair and nails are always perfectly manicured and i'm always kind of like oh am i supposed to should i act like that should i like not be you know kind of thing um and then like certain things I'm into, like I like horror movies. <laughs> like even though I'm, I love horror movies, you know, and I guess we're are, are we supposed to? Are we allowed to like them? You know, kind of thing. Um, and so I think yes, that that's some some examples of the whole gender thing. We're questioning like, am I being to this or, or to that? Or, like what you know, what, what does this mean? And uh, and yeah. And then uh, even older the, like the way girls talk about stuff. Sometimes I'm like, but I don't I don't feel that way. Like I don't think in that in that way um and it it's it's just interesting to to uh think about that and be like oh so then does that mean like what does that mean that i don't fit the gender that society said i'm supposed to fit so what what does that mean for me right um and of course as you get older you just kind of be yourself and you get used to it but um but yeah it's uh i'm and i guess i'm very independent i'm a very independent person um i don't really uh need that like I, I do a lot of things on my own. I don't, you know, and I think that, like, years ago, back, back, back then, years ago, you you kind of couldn't really be that independent. You had to have a guy with you, you know. Um, and and even today, some uh, some people need to be with people all the time. Whereas for me, I'm kind of like, no, I can do it on my own. Like I can, what I've been doing, you know, and like, oh, the box is heavy. That's fine. I'll carry it myself, you know. Or oh, if it's like, not that I want to accept hell, but it's like, you know, I can do it myself, or I can do this. Sure know um and, and i'm okay with being like strong in you know certain ways but um and uh, and yeah and i prefer like t-shirts and pants more than i more than i prefer dresses i think um but uh yeah it's, it's definitely been like an up and down thing uh with me for that
0: what about you so, how, how have you um <laughs> yes before i answer that <laughs> i have i want to go a little uh-huh. deeper and ask you a mm. question, because ah, with okay. that, I'm hearing a a journey in terms of questioning. Well, if this is what being girly means, you know, am I mm, if I'm mm-hmm. not that? What am I? What does that make me and stuff? How do you feel about the notion in terms of being comfortable with your femininity? Mm, mm-hmm. Do you feel you have struggled with that or had a challenge with that? Because some of what I'm hearing Mm. and what I've heard before too, of like being Mm. girly or feminine, sometimes the messaging behind that is to be weak or a victim. Mm. And so sometimes women will be like, oh, no, 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 I'm strong. I can do it myself. And because Mm. I don't want to be a victim and obviously being a woman or being feminine would make me vulnerable to be attacked, you know, Mm. kind of thing. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, and then, and then that would then further go into either wanting to not, wanting to not implement or look like what they're claiming girly should look like, which is wearing certain colors or doing yeah. makeup or grooming a certain way and things like that. So how has, with mm-hmm. that notion, when it comes to your relationship with your femininity or balancing your femininity mm-hmm. with your masculinity, how has that been for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah it's it's been um
1: i don't know like uh it i guess it depends on the i guess it's like the the day right i think i feel like some days you want to be more girly sometimes you don't kind of thing um but i do know that uh it in the past if i've had to like dress up a lot for something and like oh i have to wear all this makeup and all this stuff and everything um I, I guess I don't feel most comfortable. I, I don't know if it's because I'm not, like I don't wear makeup all the time, but if I have to like dress up and dress all pretty and everything, I'm always kind of like, um, and obviously when you, when you dress up, people tend to give you more attention, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that attention, I know all women are used to this where some question, like, I don't know if I want that much attention from mm-hmm. guys, you know what I mean? Because sometimes it can be uncomfortable and, and you don't know what what it means you know Mm -hmm. um there's also the time where you did dress up really pretty for some event and then like nothing happens you don't meet anyone so it's kind of like what's the point then right but then but like but of course you want to wear nice things just because you want to i guess i don't know for me sometimes i'm like if i'm just gonna go do something and hang out but like on my own or with like why do i have to like no wear all this makeup and dress myself up like if i don't feel like it right um and so uh yeah and i kind of um and i think i've I've had times where even like yeah I'll, I'll be wearing more like boyish clothes i guess you could say and uh yeah and you'd have like parents be like oh it, like i like why don't you dress like it's like it's like there's always there's always been some as an issue with the way i dress sometimes like like for me i, I kind of think i put comfort over how pretty i look or mm. whatever and uh sometimes um sometimes i've had reactions to to that where it's like oh why like why can't you dress more like this or or mm-hmm. like oh this or like oh well you know you have such pretty whatever or this is really pretty on you so why don't you do this to make yourself look you know more i don't know <laughs> more like a girl i don't know yeah um and for me i i I don't know. I'm like I'm just me. I don't I don't know how else to. It's still kind of like figuring. And, and as I've gotten older, I just do what I want to. If I want to wear makeup, I will. If I want to wear a dress, I will. If not, then I won't. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, even wearing a dress is almost like a convenience thing. Like it's like it's just so like I can just slip it on and no problem, right? Mm. um But uh yeah, still kind of getting. And then also, if I haven't worn dressed up for a long time, and then I dress up, I sometimes feel a bit weird about our subconscious a little bit because I'm like oh, I don't want people looking at me <laughs> this mm. is a bit too much you know mm. um so yeah I don't know I think and, and and it ebbs and flows I think when I was in college I did a lot more dress up stuff I feel like as I got older I'm just like oh I don't care anymore but in college I think I wore a lot more quote unquote girly some girly outfits I guess maybe um maybe tried to do the makeup thing more um I think um or try to. I mean, I think every gr- a lot of girls can relate. Well, some girls can relate to how like if you have a crush on someone, you like wear something to get more attention. You know, little you know kind of thing. Um, uh, that. Uh, yeah. And sometimes that. Well, <laughs> and then you, you know, yeah. Um, I think yeah, it, it was college where I tried to yeah dress up more, maybe experiment more with makeup, things like that. Um, but for the most part, I. I and then also with even the way I my personality too i'm I'm not like i'm not like a sh- i'm not really like a quiet shy person really and i know sometimes as a woman that's how you're supposed to be i guess but for me it's like I- i'm okay with like speaking up and like and like i'm okay with like laughing loud or saying louder or even th- like i remember one time i um i like to eat a lot okay i love to eat i can't eat as much as i used to but i love to eat and i remember i know that's a thing too for girls where oh you're you're supposed to only eat salad or you're not supposed to eat like a guy and i remember i even had a guy friend one time being like wow you eat so much man like you eat more than i do or something like that and i'm kind of like what's wrong with me eating more than a guy like <laughs> why can't i eat whatever like you know I, like i'm not the type to if i want to eat i'm gonna eat i'm not gonna like not eat a certain way because there's a guy there who cares mm-hmm. like that you know that's kind of how you know mm-hmm. I, I I am where I'm you know I'll say what I need to say and I'll try to get others to like you know or try to give uh advice and things like that um and I'm I'm okay with being like firm about stuff or being very like you know t- you know kind of thing um and uh yeah and and I do think that um they're I guess there have been times where maybe a guy has tried to help with something or whatever, but, and and I felt uncomfortable about that. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. it's okay. I can, I mean, I can, you can help me, but like I can do it myself, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, So yeah, it's interesting. uh, I don't know. It's interesting. What about you, Dagny? How how was your, yeah. uh,
0: I think in um, (laughs) in terms of growing into expressing my gender the way I want to Mm -hmm. yes I'm a woman yeah as a kid it was not really a confusion thing I think in terms Mm. of the way I dress or if I am playing basketball or doing dancing ballet it's like it's normal to be able to do both sort of thing I think it became more of a thing uh maybe late starting, maybe late teens and moving on where I I would note more of, I'm taking more, I'm observing more how other women are expressing themselves and seeing there's, there seems to be more and more of a focus on you're expressing yourself for the sake of getting attention in particular, getting men's yeah. attention. And I do recall like, yes, in college, I would question noting that, well, I'm not questioning whether or not I'm beautiful because we already know that we are, but I am questioning- I know, come on, we know, damn. (laughs) Indeed. But I am questioning the, well, the way I express myself is actually authentic. I'm not trying to act for certain attention. And maybe sometimes I can come across Mm -hmm. as childlike if I'm comfortable or very Mm -hmm. blunt and straightforward if you're strangers and I I can't tell whether you are safe or not. And sometimes I would question like, Mm -hmm. so does that, is that not considered cute enough? Is that not considered fun enough? Is it, is because I wear glasses? Like why I'm see I'm noting Mm. a difference in the way people will interact with me and interact with other women. And I'm not questioning how they are choosing to, dress or express themselves or behave, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm trying to get a sense of like, so how do I continue to be authentic? But I also want, I also want to hang out with the group too. Like we we can't invite me too, mm-hmm. you know, like, is, am I doing something wrong? Because uh, at that time I really would always blame myself as opposed to taking note of like, no, there's nothing wrong Is you probably don't resonate with those particular people and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then that later then fast forward to me gradually seeing that I need to cultivate my own version of my balance of femininity and masculinity, my own version of sexy, my own version of feeling safe, my own version of being embodying. The delicious goddess that I have within me, you know, because of course the 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 messaging I'm getting is not resonating with me of like I should always be either once one side of you should be as bland as possible so that nobody will come and attack you or yep. the other side. You should look like that that character from who shot Roger Rabbit, you know, the cartoon with real people <laughs> and the girl is like in a red mm. dress with one eye. all the Yes. Time? Brad- and- I think Brad Pitt was in that one with me. I, I, I forget who, yeah, but she's always, well, like, wasn't she, missing. she had like
1: huge thing, with red mane of hair and she yes. was just like Miss Sexy Vixen yes. or whatever. In the red glitter <laughs> dress
0: with one eye and like, she's always on her tippy toes yeah. and always whispering. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only two options you have. Yeah, like what is that? Like
1: <laughs> Why would she
0: whisper? Those are the only two options mm-hmm. I have to express myself as a woman. So choose one of them and go with it. And I'm like, so mm-hmm. I feel like I deserve more than just these two options. Options. Yeah. And so I continued embodying that for myself of like, well, I need to be able to really accept and be comfortable with myself before I c- that can reflect back to the people who can accept me for how I am. And I took note mm-hmm. that it was a, when it comes to the, Being comfortable with my femininity, I took note that it. I actually had to do a lot of inner work to get back into that balance because I actually had been leaning more into my masculinity because Mm -hmm. that is what would get more praise. As Mm in, I'm doing everything. I don't need help. I deliver the grades. I deliver the work. Mm -hmm. I deliver this. I deliver Mm -hmm. that. You know, I'm self sufficient and independent, which is great. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Mm and then but then the fe- the feminine side of like well actually i'm not feeling i'm actually feeling tired today there's no time to be tired you know like that so <laughs> then it's like okay never mind i'll just you know mm-hmm. pretend to be a robot like and that's it so it did for me it took work for me to be like actually i need to embrace both my feminine side is feeling neglected neglected and mm-hmm. feeling like i mean i have i can be strong and powerful while also being soft and it's okay Mm -hmm. to ask for help, yes, sometimes you might be disappointed, because it's true, I probably could do it better, but we need to practice receiving the help and allowing people to show up for you in the way they can uh, sort Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And I noted doing that work, which is a combination of, okay, you read certain stuff and just pick out what resonates with you. Then trying to be like, okay, let me look at my wardrobe and see how can I embody that with what I wear? How can I do that with how my space feels? How can I just spend more time just being present and allowing myself to just be in my body, like lean back into my body? which then mm-hmm. lend itself to being at this time where I feel more of a better balance between my masculine and feminine, a better balance of discernment mm-hmm. of when it's time to lean back and receive and when it's time to actually just go for it. Uh, what what? But both times I'd never feel like I'm giving my power away. And I think that was always yeah. the issue for me that the feminine part to me, was like, oh, but it's not like I always felt like I need to protect my feminine because yeah, it feels like if I don't, it would be taken advantage of, sort of. Yes, thing. yes. Because mm-hmm. on a which I guess will be a segue to the next part of this conversation of mm-hmm. the societal norms and how we deal with that, where it you, mm-hmm. unfortunately we do live in a world where just the feminine is like Bambi the deer. Who like, mm-hmm. is really vulnerable and technically could be pounced and attacked at any moment in time and really mm-hmm. doesn't have much of a self-defense situation for it. So my masculine yeah. was not like, oh, because I'm trying to be a man or I want to be a man. It was more <laughs> like, well, this is my way to protect my feminine because who else is going to do that for me? Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, and then the added mm-hmm. deal of you're also a black woman who in certain cultures and in certain countries, your feminine doesn't even exist. Cause you're, uh, you're supposed yeah. to be strong or whatever anyways. And that's not even, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not even allowed the privilege to rest or be soft or, mm-hmm. or receive mm-hmm. so, or to be beautiful or to consider yourself worthy of other, of desires. Yeah. So it, it was a quite a, I don't know if one, if one should say this is radical, but I think for the inner mm-hmm. work, it, it, I think it really caused a shift for me in terms of how I hold space for myself and hold space for others when I see people also trying to balance that and possibly swinging from one spectrum to the other, not because they don't believe in both sides, but I think also due to also how I felt of like, well, if you want to get ahead, you're taught that one side does that more than the other side kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, see, I see what
1: you mean there. Because I, I think um, even things like being, yeah, being vulnerable and things like that, I, like, I always, I'm kind of like, uh, I don't think I should, like, there's not many people that I would show vulnerable sides to mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and and even if other people have shown a vulnerable side to me, I, I'm, I'm more comfortable, comforting people. Like mm-hmm. if someone is like crying, going through something, I think I'm quite good at to comfort them. But if I'm the one you know I I don't like I don't like crying in public like you'll like you will never see me cry like I think a lot of a lot of my friends have never seen me cry before Mm because I I don't let them see me like it's I'm the kind of person where I'll I'll be laughing and joking and I'll you know in front of you and then later when no one's around and I'm like in the shower then I'll have my Mm -hmm. crying sobbing fest that's kind of how because I I feel like I shouldn't be you know showing it to people right Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i don't know if that's also connected to that as well um and, and i do like what you said about yeah i think in school is where it happens where yeah you see girls doing all these things like uh should i be doing that and like i don't or i don't really resonate and so with the that reactions and
0: that they get in terms of from how it
1: yes exactly. boys are reacting yeah. to it
0: how other girls are reacting mm-hmm. to it yeah mm-hmm
1: yeah yeah and then and it's true and 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 people making like sn- or snide remarks or like or you notice too how how i mean i guess for call co- like you notice how guys act a certain way with like the way a certain girls act like guys act a certain way and i noticed that this i think in college too where sometimes like men would act a certain way of growth but they wouldn't act that way with me kind of mm-hmm. thing which i guess because my energy is different mm. um and uh, and yeah and and for me it's always kind of been like i like, um, I almost don't like, like, well, I think we talked about this before, but like, like well, the connotations of like, just because I'm a female, people put all of these things on me there are these assumptions on me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be in that box. Like that mm-hmm. box of like, oh, you're a female and you do this. Like, I, I'm i just Molly, like whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa. The, the female and like all of that stuff. I'm like, I'm just mean. I just do what I like and I'm into what I'm, you know, into mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and and I think um, through my life I have had um, people kind of not fully, you know, uh, understanding me or, or not fully on the same like wavelength of where I am, and I'm like, well, that's okay, it's just because you are different and you don't, you know, mm-hmm. see things the way that I do. Um, and I also wanted to bring up what you said about the that the. The spectrum is either you're like super like bland and you don't talk to any guys at all, or you have to be this like sexy vixen all the time, and it's like there's one or the other, and both Mm -hmm. get judged, right? Like the Mm -hmm. wallflower, right? And um and it makes me think about how women are portrayed in movies and books, Mm -hmm. and how like we're like the and men too, right? Like the the butt of the joke kind of Mm -hmm. thing, and and Mm -hmm. like and then all those movies that are trying to do the you know these types of girls versus the other types of. and, and like and it just and, and we're always seen as like oh we just like pink or we're just catty and stupid or we care about our emotions or we're just needy and we're doing all this stuff you know and um and it's kind of like um i think i would use my brain <laughs> i'm pretty sure i have a brain and i use it you know the way i think about stuff um and then even comments you see i mean the internet. I always feel like the internet is not really a real place because mm-hmm. people just be saying whatever behind a screen. But um, but whenever you have these conversations about relationships and stuff, like the it's like uh, women uh, women are always saying the same recurring things, and I don't really understand. Like it's like oh, I'm in this like really uh bad situation, you know, or like oh, I keep on going back to someone that's bad. for me like I don't know. Like sometimes the the M and the man bashing too. That mm. we seem to be doing a lot, like i I don't really resonate with that. I don't know why all we're doing is just bashing men all the time, and men, men, this, men that, and then the men turn around and bash the women and like, mm. "Oh, we hate you because of this, and you do and all this stuff, and I'm kind mm-hmm. of like, can y'all do your inner work, please? like yes.
0: can you deal with and that you know, know what that's, that's a perfect segue. Let's talk you know, about that's the a segue whole content <laughs> that has. I feel it's been there forever, but definitely has mm-hmm. become even more potent mm-hmm. on social media, from YouTube to Instagram to TikTok, whatever. Yes. When it comes to the relationship coach, the intimacy coach, yes, yes. Coach, the marriage oh coach, gosh. how to get the high-value person coach, coach, how to take a red <laughs> or blue pill coach, like coach. Still, no, <laughs> like oh, man. It's just, I've I've noted because I'm a curious person. So I mm-hmm, will take mm-hmm. note of stuff. I feel like in order to evolve and grow, you need to be able to look at perspectives. You may not fully disagree to just get a sense of where exactly. this person's coming from, where are other people yes. coming from? What are other people consuming? So I can get understand where everyone else's head is at, you know? <laughs> and I take note that there's a version, there's like two versions I've taken note in terms of themes. There's one that's very much into, you need to dress this way. This is where you go Mm -hmm. to find these types of people. These are the color nails you should have. Here's the indirect Mm -hmm. backwards question you should ask to test them three days after you blinked your eyes. (laughs) Like all this kind of stuff, (laughs) which unfortunately does come across as being very manipulative and very much into like dark Shallow, but also like dark psychology of like you really are out here playing games to get people to do what you want to do, to get people to be obsessed with you, to get people mm-hmm. to do these weird stuff that I think further perpetuates this low vibration of you filling a void mm-hmm. with people instead of filling a void with your soul. Well, oh, there's uh, work bars, bars. I mean, we just, we, I mean, we're gonna drop it. We're gonna drop it. we here. Okay. Mm-hmm, well, there's mm-hmm. another theme that I that I do um, appreciate which I hope there's more of them, I just haven't seen all of them, where they're Mm -hmm. like, we're going to focus on you. Mm -hmm. We're going to focus on your self-image. We're going to focus on, I understand you're pining for connection. I understand you're pining for a relationship. Now let's dig Mm -hmm. deeper. And where is that pining coming from? Is it coming from all the Disney princesses you grew up with? Okay, let's disentangle that. Is it coming from your family insisting that your value is only shown when you are a parent, when you are married? Okay, let's disentangle Mm -hmm. that and make sure that you are really, truly cultivating your self-image and your self-worth in a way that having relationships is a pleasant plus, not Mm -hmm. the only thing you need. It's a gain that you you actually are focused on being the most magnificent partner that anybody would have a privilege to be with. And that level of love and intimacy is something you hold space and share with every interaction, not siphoned off with just this one person you should be in a cage with, but is actually like for the blessing of community. For the blessing of community, that's where it's at. And so for me and like I feel like that is more that is more important and that actually probably solves more of the issues that people are having. Mm-hmm. So then, but then like, you noted of like, when we look at that stuff, why do I feel like I don't resonate with it? In particular, when it yeah. comes to how we're supposed to communicate, because we insist that even though we're speaking English, apparently women speak a different English compared to what men speak English. Or women, wow. who, people who identify as women speak a different English than people who identify as men are speaking a different English. And I don't like this notion of, they make it seem that, oh, women are not direct apparently we go all around three elephants right? to tell you that we're that's hungry so funny, by saying we're not hungry. And I'm like, no, that's not no. how it oh. works. And so what's funny is that when you are a woman who doesn't do that, like for me, I will directly tell you, you know what? This interaction is feeling one-sided. How are we going to deal with that? Just to let you know, that's tell what I'm feeling. Face, that's, that's, that's how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's open up the conversation and I'm going to give you space to let me know, you know, how are we going to deal with that? And that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you want to give me a whole story of an excuse as to why this has been one-sided and you haven't done anything about it, but I'm also going to take mm-hmm. note of, okay, with your behavior, demonstrate to me, do you want to continue this being one-sided or not? And if mm-hmm. you want to continue one-sided, then that shows instead of, you know, you're going to pull up or move out of the way. If you want this to be one-sided, yep, that means you're yep, moving out of the yep, way. And mm-hmm. then that's it. But the the notion that, well, as women, I'm I'm not gonna tell you this is one-sided. And so I'm gonna say indirectly, you know, the times when you bring, don't bring flowers, it kind of makes me feel like I'm not a flower. And <laughs> that's why you know. No. And then somehow that means the high value person would be able to decode what that means. And I'm like, that's unfortunate if that's what we're teaching, because to be honest, that's really manipulative to make it seem like yeah. you shouldn't really listen to what women are saying because they're never really saying what they need. They're always going to say it mm-hmm. in a backhanded way. And I'm like, no, no, that's, well, that's not, not true. That's not what I'm doing. And I'm pretty sure there's not a, mm-hmm. a lot of other women are not doing. And then for men, mm-hmm. it's like, well, actually, they never really say anything because they can't really say stuff. So you just allowed them to not say stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> no. What? <laughs> I think are you saying you can
1: say right? more.
0: You know, and I just feel that so unfortunately, a lot of that content I feel is further perpetuating people to deprive themselves of the intimacy, the connections, the abundance and the love that they deserve. Because it just further wants you to wear a mask and play games Mm -hmm. with people instead of understanding how your strength and being vulnerable with the right people showing up with the right people being comfortable saying no like actually I really love this I really thank you for your time but it's a no for me right now thank you mm-hmm. and it's okay you don't have to kill the person just because they rejected you maybe it's just <laughs> right now you know mm-hmm. so yeah the yeah. level of are you are you mentally stable are you emotionally stable should be the should be more of the focus mm-hmm. when it comes to how gender should be interacting in relationships, as opposed to how can I get one up or, or manipulate this person out of what I want to get from them.
1: Okay. To piggyback off of that, um, I like what you said about, um, what, what was it that you said? I've been forgetting now. Wow. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> women are seen as aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. Like if they're too direct, like I've heard this from like, um, other, uh, you know, other friends before where it's like when women are you know talk something and say what they want to say they're seen as aggressive mm-hmm. but if a man, man does it it's fine and mm-hmm. then we like to use it as a kind of like insult like oh you're being bir-. that that seems to be a new thing online too about like oh well no the women are all masculine now mm-hmm. so we don't want them and it's like wait what what does that even what does that even mean mm-hmm. you know um so i thought that was interesting and it's true i i um i also have, have i guess um in life have have had the situation of like maybe i'm being being too loud for people or or taking up too much space or or being annoying or being very like you know all these things that like i guess a woman is not supposed to be kind of thing um and then also it made me think about how women and men are portrayed in movies and and books and how like the damsel in distress and all of this um and as i've gotten older i i kind of i like the stories of women who have more agency like the man and the woman are communicating not as men and women but as humans you're just communicating in a in a real way like i'm you know in and in, because people are complex right um and then maybe think of that old movie it came out in 2001 i know this dates us <laughs> with how old we are but it was a, a movie i don't know if some of you other you know millennials out there know the movie two can play that game um, which was with uh, Vivica A. Fox, Gabriel Union, Anthony Anderson, Monique, Morris Chestnut, right? They were all in those movies, right? And basically in the movie is, um, I think, a Vivica a. Fox, like, guru-type person that knows exactly how to deal with men and knows all the games they play. And then I think Morris Chestnut goes ahead and, like, is seen with Gabriel Union at a bar somewhere, but we don't really know if anything happened or not. And then Vivica Fox does this whole thing and then Anthony Anderson is like the, uh, wait, I can't, would it be the foil? Not the foil. He would be like, I guess the opposite of her, because he's trying to give advice to Morris Chestnut about, oh, well, if she's playing this game, then you need to do this game kind of thing. Or, oh, she did this? Well, then you have to do this, you know? And um, another movie that makes me think of it is Hitch also. Hitch with uh, Will Smith. And both those movies are kind of like how we, be- there's here's these 10 things or 20 things to do to get the girl the guy. Kind of thing and then i think um at the end of both movies i think it kind of shows that life is not a game <laughs> i think that's kind of obvious by the end um because but uh, everyone ends up t- together with the person they want to be with and they the the playing the games didn't really um end up like working out kind of thing so i think that's important because th- like it it isn't a game like everyone is an individual you can't put like like oh well all men are like this or all women are like this or you know i'm like we can't really do that because not everyone fits in those boxes um but i just thought it was funny because like um that movie when we watched it when we were younger 20 years ago it was like oh this is so funny <laughs> but now that i'm older i don't know if i could watch that movie without cringing <laughs> you know because it's so and then this idea that oh whoever breaks up with the other person first wins, and I'm like, these are real humans. Like we're you know mm-hmm. so um, it made me think of that when you brought up the how like we're portrayed in movies and how uh, we have a lot of um, guru people or you influencers being like oh here are you know if you text these three messages then you'll get the guy or if you do this you know kind of thing. and even with the dating apps it kind of it makes it seem like it's like people are like games like this is like a pinball machine and you just throw this thing and then you get the guy you get the girl kind of thing and um and i'm not i'm not bashing it i am i'm even what i'm older now so i know better but i know when i was younger i sometimes followed some of that stuff like I would do the thing where oh I'll just go to a library and just look at the books and then I'll just bump into some great guy you know what I mean like or you put those you know affirmations kind of thing mm-hmm. about what all these you know all these mm-hmm. things and like or oh maybe if um if you go to all of these different events or and I've done the speed dating thing before girls like I know how that works you know um but it's always kind of um I don't know I mean I made some friends at the end of that like it's always like you make friends with the other girls that also went there you know (laughs) um but of course you find out that that's not really how it how life really works right because and and i think um the it's it's definitely a big topic now and then when you add in all the stuff we know now about it about the, the differences of sex and gender all the different gender identities and how people identify it has been really mixed up and and you know and then also i i read an interesting um thing i think because people think that oh well there's some joke they made like oh people shouldn't be dating don't come in the dating pool because like you know weird things are swimming in here it's all poisonous like don't come in here and all this stuff and um but i read somewhere actually no like uh it, 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 dating is no it is not as different as we think it is like we make it seem like it's some huge um like big pro- everyone is horrible and, and the world's ending but actually uh no it's just obviously careers have changed and um a, a views on marriage and career have changed and things like that but um what has changed of course is the social media aspect where i think um, i do think social media plays a big part in making people think they're living in like a fantasy type Mm. world or where we we treat we treat people like the sims or like barbie Mm. dolls kind of thing and then um and to i guess well this is segwaying a little bit into the i guess the 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 trend thing Mm. that we have where, where we're always like making jokes about things like oh like you know red flags or you know like i saw like this video about a guy who had all these green flags and he was trying to give all these green flags to this girl. And then there was a guy, a guy behind her waving a red flag, like this huge mm-hmm. red flag. And he was mm-hmm. waving it around. And she's like, oh, sorry, I gotta go. And she <laughs> runs to the guy with the red flag. Oh, dear, no. And
0: I'm just like, yeah.
1: I know it's supposed to be funny, mm-hmm. but then you see the vitriol in the comments. Mm-hmm. And people are like, this is why we say nice guys finished last. And all this mm-hmm. like, like stuff. And, and I'm kind of like, I, I honestly, Think that when people have done their healing work and they're mature, and they are true to themselves and they have insight into who they are, that is what's real, and that's how you can attract real people, that flesh and blood people, and willing to put the work in for uh, whatever you whatever type of relationship you have. Um, I feel like when you're still kind of not there yet and you're freaking yourself out and you're too consumed by the social media, I think that's when it makes it seem like life is like this big game. Mm. um so yeah so so that that was one one point um but uh but then to segue again i think now we can talk more about um i guess the how uh gender norms have changed like how was it in the beginning and how Mm -hmm. is it now and like Mm -hmm. how has it been influenced Mm -hmm. um so adagni do you want to start with that how do you think (laughs) we have changed with how Mm -hmm. how it started with gender and then how it has become what it is now and how other generations have been yeah I
0: think this is this is an interesting yeah. point because I think it does reflect the tension that's happening right now where I feel like we're transitioning yes. as a cycle in terms of how we are expressing gender identity and what we are accepting as so mm-hmm. right now up until this point the conversation has been okay the gender norms that we've lived through that has kind of been in existence or maybe, maybe since the beginning of colonization. So insisting mm-hmm. that women are in this box, men are in this box, and that's it. Yes. But as we have access to knowledge and history, we take note that before colonization, that was actually not the case. So when you look at, and there's, and we will link a few articles that we found in the show notes for this, because we found an article about how gender identity was within the continent of Africa, before colonization, and in particular how colonizers who traveled to Africa insisted on writing off what they were observing as being deviant or sinful or paganism stuff. But what they were observing was, oh, women, are, women have multiple wives and multiple husbands. Men have multiple wives and multiple husbands. And instead of actually trying to ask these ancient or previous Africans for them to actually explain what, how they're dealing with their communities, they just looked at that and automatically labeled it as deviant or a problem. While when you look at if you do study ancient African history, which I did do a few classes on that. In previous chapters of my life, taking note that a lot of those sorts of relationships was not necessarily needing to label them as they are their orientation or who they want to sleep with is yeah. correlating with that. but it was actually more of a this is a rep- a representation of their wealth that this person can have so many wives and so many husbands regardless of their gender, and that also women and men, who identifies women as women and men are e- almost equal or, or are allowed to have autonomy and make real decisions. And then mm-hmm. there's also a fluidity on, even though they were born, there's a third element too, where they are in between man and woman and it's okay. Even though they might've been born a man or born a woman, but they are dressing a certain way and are allowed to do that, which is normal. Then there's another article that we found where it's actually listing that on different parts of the planet, from Latin America to Asia to back to Africa as well, where you see this happening as well, either with the gods that they are worshipping. A lot of them, they're gods who carry both genders or they are a third element of a gender that is not confined to one or the other. And then their own people sometimes, oh, if they're the they're the person who is delegated to do the worshiping or delegated to do stuff, they are dressing androgynous for a certain reason. Or if they're boys who seem to look more girly, they're dressing a certain way for that reason. But it's still primarily an expression of gender. It's not saying that their sexual orientation is a certain way or that their mm-hmm. sex is a different thing. But if the expression of gender was accepted as being more fluid. And throughout history, you take note that the only people who seemed really triggered by this were the colonizers.
1: They were the only ones
0: writing it off as if this is the most disgusting, deviant, pagan, sinful, we must wash all of this. So let's bring our missionaries to wash them of this terrible thing that they're doing. They were the only ones Mm -hmm. who seemed so triggered and disgusted by this. And then when you, so then they created a certain construct for gender that they are more comfortable with and insisted that everybody else should subscribe to it. Now you fast forward to now. And even though, yes, the rest of the world had to subscribe to it because if you don't, you get your arms chopped off while they're still extracting rubber or you Mm -hmm. get your head chopped off or they're extracting your minerals. Like, you know, they still insist that's an excuse to disrespect you, brutalize you, abuse you, and exploit you because you're not conforming to what we think gender should be. Yeah. But then now you fast forward where, okay, yes, now everyone is having an issue because people are reclaiming the fluidity of gender. And a yes. government is having an issue grappling with that. Society is having an issue grappling with that. They're all triggered by it because oh, that, that mean, that's a problem because that means the system that we've been benefiting from is crippling. And that's a threat hmm. because if we allow you to be fluid with gender, next thing you're going to be fluid with your intellectual freedom and then fluid with your Physical freedom. And then now we cannot possibly continue to oppress you if you just start being fluidity free in every aspect Mm -hmm. of your life. No control. Stamp on this. We gotta suppress this before it gets further into more of a threat for that system. But even with that, we take note that the the west has a certain idea of how you should act with your friends how you should act with your family how you can show displaying of how can you display affection what's appropriate well when you go outside either throughout the global south whether it's latin america africa asia the middle east the islands we are holding hands regardless of your gender We will be kissing each other regardless if we're family or not. We are holding each other, giving hugs because we really want you to feel and know that we've missed you. And we really are glad we saw, we're seeing you right now, even though the last time we saw you was two days ago, but we got to understand, we we need you to feel the love right now, you know? So that level of, and I do think that also connects to like, when people say like, oh yeah, you know, when I visit this country, I just feel so warm. Like I just feel the warmth, you know? And I'm like- (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, it's not only because it doesn't snow there, but it's also because regardless of you trying to colonize and stamp out the soul and the spice and the flavor of these people, they still were able to maintain that level of love and gratitude and hospitality and holding space for each other and displaying that through affection with each other even though they are still having to grapple with, they, they still are grappling with this gender fluidity because they're still having to balance. You were colonized with a system to feel a certain way and that system is still in place. So unfortunately, even though, so it's, a, it's a, an interesting dynamic because even though, oh yes, we're holding hands and hugging more, the I, the notion of people wanting to conform differently to gender in some countries is a crime even though that country was colonized to believe that this is a problem when when before it was not. So it's a very, it's it's a, it's a quite a disgusting dynamic to see what colonization, the shadow of colonization can still do to allow you to oppress your own people in the name of what colonizers claimed you should not be doing in the first place. Uh That is how I see in a big curry shell nutshell, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> how this gender fluidity dynamic has evolved with time. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it's a very yeah, it's a very big uh,
1: conversation. And to piggyback off of that, go ahead and take the pigs. Off. Take all the pigs. All right. Um. Well, the one point I like is what you said about the um. Yeah, like how before it was fluid like fluidity is not a new thing like the mm-hmm. whole and it didn't mean oh you were gay or not gay or you're a uh, woman or you're not it's just the roles that you had and then it made me think of this show i like loved it's ended now it's called supernatural i don't know if you guys know it or not but it's a mm-hmm. great show and in supernatural the point i wanted to make is that the angels and well angels and the demons in the show didn't have one sex mm. like the angels sometimes that the angels will come down and apparently because uh angels like humans apparently can't, in the show humans can't look at angels or like mm. apparently angels are too bright and light that they like will burn out your eyes or mm. something dramatic like that I um mean, and that then for demons that just,
0: sounds pretty logical that sounds pretty logical
1: yeah i mean okay okay eric kripke okay writers mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and yeah, so every time, like, so when the angels are first introduced, it's like people's eyes are getting burnt out and they're exploding mm. because they can't handle, mm. like, it's too much for them. Mm. And so so that the angels can talk to the humans, they have to go into another human and kind mm. of possess them. Anyway, watch the show. Um, and so, like, in the show, the angels are not women or female or anything. They, they're just doing what they have to do. Sometimes they're in women's bodies, sometimes they're in men's bodies kind of mm-hmm. thing and um and there's no like but it it, but it doesn't change who you who you are right Or, or what you what you're saying or what you're talking about kind of so it made me think of that um, it also and then the the androgyny thing too mm-hmm. um I think uh, well I, I wanted to make another point first and then I'll go back to that but okay. um for me I'm a really big like you know we were talking about k dramas and everything and I'm really mm-hmm. I'm a really big k-pop fan everything mm-hmm. and um Korea is one of those places where I find that a lot of people that are from the west are not as used to the way that they show affection
0: mm-hmm.
1: um you I mean, of course you can I mean I don't know all the research about it from what I've seen yeah. a lot of the um like some of the Korean stars are very um, Even though they have platonic um, friendships, but they're very close to each other. Like they're Mm -hmm. very touchy, that you would have men and men will be holding hands or Mm -hmm. uh, feeding each other or sitting in each other's laps, Mm -hmm. lying down, like sleeping in the same bed. Mm -hmm. And it's not a, they're not gay. It's not, it's not, I don't think all of them are like this. It's not not a sexual thing. Yeah. it's just that's how they show they care kind of thing um and also even like for me seeing it i i mean i'm very i mean i think both of us are very open people so anything i see i'm very open with it but mm-hmm. even for me it's like man they hug each other more than i hug my friends you know or they kiss <laughs> each other more than like they do yeah. it more than me and i'm a girl like right. you know what i mean and, right. and and also uh and i think um guys like and there it's normal actually for korean men to do that no one no one Thinks that you you are attracted to someone just because you're you know mm. touching each other and everything, and um and it it kind of and for me it shows that um platonic relationships and friendships are just as important I think than as romance ones you know yeah. especially if you are in a very intense situation like for a, a lot of these like for example so to go into K-pop a bit a lot of these like K-pop groups like you spend all you spend more time with these people than with your own family mm-hmm. right. And anything you go through, all your ups and downs, the sadness, that all these. Of course, if you are in a group with people, and as a a K-pop person, you barely see your family. Mm-hmm. Like you never like you're so busy. All you have, and and I guess I'll say specifically. I'll talk about BTS because I'm a big I'm an army. Okay, I said okay. Now it's revealed I'm an army. Mm-hmm. But like with like you're with each other all the time. No matter if you're sad or happy or whatever, you're you're in the same place all the time, all the time. So of course you're going to be very close to the people around you, right? and and so um for them in particular they are kind of like a family and they're very close and um there are certain times where yeah they'll you see them hugging or holding hands or if one is crying the other one is is comforting them and and they're very like and it it does it's not and they're very touchy and everything but they're not like with each other they're just that's Mm -hmm. just the way they show Mm -hmm. that they care but i think it it's important because i think like you should have friends that are open like Right. Like I feel like Mm -hmm. it shouldn't just be oh women need to have someone to cry on or you know, I mean, men have emotions I don't I don't know we act as if men are supposed to be like men have emotions too, men get hurt too. So Mm -hmm. who 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 talks to men when they're feeling down? Who Mm -hmm. talks to them when they're sad? Who Mm -hmm. you know, and and the issue of this is that if you are not able to be in tune with your emotions, that can cause a problem in other Mm -hmm. parts of your life too, you know? And I think it's and and I think I'm always kind of like I guess I guess because I'm an army, but I'm always touched by that where I'm like, yeah, like you can be close to your platonic friends, too. Right. And I think that um, that is now that would be in like the gender thing where Mm. and that shows obviously it's very fluid. Right. Um, And other countries are uh, act differently. And and, and then what always strikes me is is kind of the people that are not from there. I mean, they're saying all of these like rude things or things they don't understand about them like oh my god they're all gay or like what's going on all this stuff and make all these weird narratives about things that are maybe not true but you know kind of thing um, and then I also uh, think too I was, the other point I was going to make before I got to this other point oh, was I this kind know. of trend that we're getting and with celebrities and media where people may or may not be gay but they use it to sell their stuff mm-hmm. you know and then we have like celebrities wearing all these interesting things that they're not really into but they do it to get fans to you know mm-hmm. and um i think we you know and then the whole and- androgyny thing too where mm-hmm. like like this like weird kind of thing where the, the it, like if like if guys act all cute and like uh, girls like everyone's like all like oh my gosh kind of thing but you would never date a guy like that you know things mm-hmm. like that um or um what's it called or even, yeah, or you have, like, I think there was some, controversy, I think I think it was Harry Styles, I think, that he wore a dress or something, and, like, you know, all and all the girls are were were still all crazy about him and everything, and I think there was a think piece about, like, about that, how it was, like, all these girls are screaming, but you would never date a guy in a dress, like, that's mm-hmm. what one comment had said, kind of thing, and um, and I think that it just brings up a good point where sometimes for the celebrity part and for the trends and everything, it's like it's, like, it's cool to, like, you know, like, like use gender fluidity for sales. Like you're not, let's say you're not fluid, but you, you act like, like, well, this is what it means to be gender fluid. I'll just be a guy wearing a dress, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I feel like that's not, really that's not what really what it means you know kind of thing um and then all these memes and jokes about it about like oh well i identify as a chair so i'm gonna like you know all these like (laughs) all these like dumb Mm -hmm. like jokes that we make and um i I don't think it moves the needle further um and then also this obsession people have of labeling people yes like it's like people want to catch people and oh you see he he watched a movie so he must be gay or oh Mm -hmm. he's wearing he has a rainbow jacket so he must be, you know we're, we're like we we're like we're so and i thought fluid meant that you can, do it. You can go wherever you don't have to be labeled for it kind mm-hmm. of thing um and then um and and also how we make things like it's a new thing like if guys are wearing makeup and things like oh well you know the rain so they must be and i'm like um okay prince mm-hmm. okay bowie okay mm-hmm. all these people michael jackson all these mm-hmm. kind of androgynous type you know, really awesome celebrities that people like, like loved and were so mm-hmm. interested in, and then now we're still using it as like a joke if a you know if guys are wearing makeup or guys mm-hmm. are you know kind of thing. Yeah. And I always find that kind of interesting how like even though we've kind of grown, we, we still are not fully grown. Like you know, with all the strange comments we have coming out and things like that. Um. And so I think it's it's uh it, it's it's interesting to. Um, and and for I guess it's interesting for me because for me I'm quite I think I'm quite an open person I'm kind of hey do you do what you got to do hey so um, it's interesting to see people are so that are so angry about it are so kind of like like everyone is so triggered by oh why does it look like this or why does it look like you know like like that kind of thing and then also there's um, the other side of it of how we do the the token thing like there'll be some movies where like um, like some movies about if you're bi or gay and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and then like they make the character as if they're now being gay. Like that's literally their whole personality in the movie. And it's, that's not, I don't think that helps anyone. Mm -hmm. Like they're real people. They just have like being gay is a part of who they are kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and also there was actually in my, my lovely supernatural show, there was a gay character and she was it was great because she was complex like it was she just happened to be gay but she was complex she was fleshed out she had wants and dreams and all of these things and um i think that that helps us more in media than like just doing this like fake surface stuff mm-hmm. about gender fluidity or being gay or not or straight or whatever, you know, and then are these like jokes where it's like, oh my god, people are straight phobic now and all this stuff <laughs> and like straight, you know, and, and and it's just this constant thing of like pitting people against each other I think is um, you know, and, and then there's no kind of space for people like us I guess, I think we talked about this too, where if you're not a part of the LGBTQ um, field then we're not talking about you kind of thing like we're kind of like you know and and for us who like i mean obviously i i I am a woman kind of thing i'm straight and everything but i don't subscribe to all the things that the gender boxes are about kind of Mm -hmm. thing but i but i'm not in that kind of like field right Mm -hmm. so um i think it's uh it's like there's a it's almost like there's a separate field i guess because you really put us in a box so and it seems that the media and people and the public like we like boxes and labels mm-hmm. for some reason, even though we claim that we're trying to be more fluid and be more open and all of these things, but then it, it but it doesn't really match because when you see people reacting to it, it's not really, you know, that's mm-hmm. not really what we're doing, you know, even though fluidity is not, it's actually not a new thing actually, but um, we act like it's like some new thing that we've discovered and um, it seems that people don't fully understand it. Um, Uh, And also, when I talk about the the femininity part, makes me think of Stepford Wives, Mm. (laughs) the old one or the new one, yes, or the Don't Worry, Darling, Mm -hmm. where this this thing about you know, or what's the other? Oh, The Handmaid's Tale is another one that shows how oh women are supposed to be this, or they should Mm -hmm. only be like this, and then and if you're not that, then we're gonna you
0: Mm -hmm. know take it
1: away from you. Um, and and not only women. I think the the patriarchy thing has an issue for men too. Cause for men, like you're supposed to like beer and be like strong and muscular and masculine and all this stuff and mm-hmm. don't show any weaknesses and all this stuff, which I think is damaging for them too. The way we talk about it is very interesting, right? Cause everyone has the feminine side and the masculine side. Everyone has that, but we make it seem you have, it's like, we have to be one or the other or else, no, we can't, you know, and, and I'm kind of like, that's not, you know, and so, uh. I don't know I, I just find it kind of um interesting um for for that piece and that, and that was what I wanted to to say Thank about you. that where yes,
0: <laughs> yeah. so then the whole, to uh, to wrap up because I feel like we actually covered quite a lot a yes it looks like yes and I think for me the bigger picture in terms of this topic and the types of conversations that continue is Again, like we noted at the beginning, holding space to consider other perspectives, holding space to accepting that, yes, there are a variety of transitions that are, we're in an era of a lot of evolutions and transitions happening collectively Mm -hmm. and individually. And gender fluidity is part of that. And Mm -hmm. being open to better understanding how that influences all of us. Not necessarily to question if you were one gender all this time, now you need to flip. It doesn't mean that. But just (laughs) questioning maybe how some aspects of it might have been holding you back or holding back on the types of connections, community, friendships, and relationships that you deserve that maybe don't fit in these boxes that are no longer, possibly no longer serving or maybe had never been serving us sort of thing but i really enjoyed this conversation it was fun yeah yeah, yeah. i agree
1: because because to be honest yeah some people that do like those things and fit into that it mm-hmm. like it's like you don't have to be like oh i can't like pink i can't wear no no, no oh, that's it's okay fine. it's fine <laughs> just you it's just the main thing is just to be whatever you like it's okay like mm-hmm. you, you be who embrace all sides of yourself and don't you don't have to reject anything or mm. or feel like you have to fit in and you know just because oh well i'm this sex so i'm my gender should be this and it's like no a, a lot of that is influenced by media and the society and things things like that um so yeah i think the main thing like what you said you you should take from this podcast is this hold space for change and be be open to what your body is telling you and and if you want to wear a dress today wear a dress if you want to you know for me as a girl then if you want to wear jeans wear jeans you, you don't have to um wear act a certain way for someone else's uh, gaze, I guess I should say mm. but uh it's definitely still a learning a learning curve for a lot of people
0: I think yes so thank you yeah. so much mm-hmm. for listening. We hope you enjoyed mm-hmm. this episode yes as always hear your thoughts let us on it know, <laughs> Yes, let us know your thoughts we love engaging with you and we will catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Take care.